In today's episode, we get to speak to the amazing Julianne Vicaru, and we're going to learn about her journey, how she transformed her life by through working through her inner self and changing her mindset. Let's get started. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame, and to blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about mindset strategies and energy tools that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And I help entrepreneurs to break free from the limiting beliefs, to reverse their money shame and to blast through the money blocks so that they can live a life of a limited abundance. And today I have the pleasure and the honor of speaking to Julianne Vickery. Welcome, Julianne. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Thank you so much for being here, my love. So tell us, Julian, what do you do? So I am a somatic sexologist for women, and I'm also a holistic health and spiritual life coach for women. So I work with six-figure entrepreneurs that are really looking to access their full potential, come into their full power, reach their their full purpose, and live in pleasure. Uh, so we really work on healing trauma, going into the body, and um, really coming home to their feminine, awakening their, their sexual energy, expanding erotically, and then creating so much more abundance through that work in their life and in their business and calling in real true love in there as well wow that sounds absolutely phenomenal and i i'm so intrigued because when i came as a guest on your on your podcast it's you you're literally doing the mirror work of what i do which is the money work and your work is so important because the energy of sex and money is so so similar it's actually two sides of the same coin so i know how important this work is but that's quite interesting um interesting work that you do so please share with us how did you get to do this how what's your journey tell us your story absolutely so well I, I love that that you have that awareness that money is the same energy as uh, sex because I say that often and um, it's so it's so beautiful to see when you do work on on sexuality how your abundance grows and your financial abundance grows so I've been in the health and, and wellness industry for the last nine years I've been coaching and my journey was always very physical and very body focused so I started out with really strong perfectionism and those that have identified as a perfectionist before or maybe still do know that often it comes with a lot of extreme behaviors and so I, I always had this desire to just have the perfect body and fix myself having that like kind of empty feeling inside of me and so I, I figured okay if I just figure out the health piece I'll be happy and so I went through holistic health coach training. I was going to be a registered dietitian, but really I'm the rebel. So I wanted to do things my own way. Um, so I went through holistic health coaching school and really tried every single thing that I could under the sun with my health. I did every different diet box, different diet fad that I could get my hands on, like keto, paleo, uh, South Beach, Atkins, macro counting, like everything. Um, and I landed on raw veganism for about three years and it was great until my body started to just crap out on me. And I, that was kind of turning point number one for me where I realized that you can eat organic and you can juice every single day and you can do all of the perfect things. But if A, it's not right for your specific body type and B, if you're not looking at all of the other layers of who you are, like your spiritual, emotional, sexual, mental health, then you're going to run into some friction there. 
And so I got really severe adrenal fatigue and was in a relationship that just wasn't for me. And so I started to eat right for my body, which actually gave me permission to eat animal proteins again and organic animal proteins and exit the relationship. And so I started to heal from the adrenal fatigue and then found my way into fitness and the world of aesthetics and figured, okay, I got the health piece down. Now let me figure out the the body piece. Um, so I went to I went through registered yoga teacher training and was teaching boxing and kickboxing. I taught at UFC gym for about four years, and was personal training. And then found the world of bodybuilding. So I was an NPC like bikini competitor for about about three years, and um, totally destroyed the relationship that I had with body with my body. Like I had never like I had never before. All of my eating disorders came back. The adrenal fatigue came back. Um, I was experimenting with a whole bunch of stuff and I was having digestive issues, everything under the sun. And so um, I really started to, in that process, really look at, you know, who am I doing this for and why? Like, what am I chasing here? Um, so I threw in the towel and decided to put that career aside and really start to work on my self-love because it just got to that point of I can't do this anymore. Um, so as I started to peel back the layers and really look at the relationship that I had with myself, body, and food, it, it revealed all of these other layers that I couldn't see before because there was a mountain before me, right? So that mountain had cleared. And so I started to see um, relationship patterns that I was in. I was finding myself in one abusive partnership after the next that was ending in court orders and like really big traumas. Um, and so there was one in particular that ended with a big sexual trauma that just cracked me wide open and really gave me the space and the opportunity to dive into my childhood traumas and recognize there was abuse there. And so I started to work on those pieces and those layers. And as I started to do a lot of that work, I still wasn't quite seeing the shifts that I wanted to in my outside reality. And so while there was success and I was doing things, I didn't feel good and I didn't I still was getting locked out of my body. I was trying to get back into intimate relationships and my body would just lock up. And I realized it was from this sexual trauma and and I I started to learn about somatic sexology and really understood finally for the first time, like why I was feeling so stuck in these blocks and it's because trauma lives in the body, not in our heads. And so I went through a big somatic sexological healing journey and um, just transformed my life like nothing I'd ever experienced. And so that took me down the path of becoming a practitioner and really integrating that. So I now combine holistic well, uh, holistic health, spiritual psychology, and then somatic sexology in my, in my methodology um, and in helping women really come home to their bodies and live in their truth. Wow. What a journey. What a journey. Now, I know when you were talking, um, I think on your podcast or maybe off camera, we work very similarly. You sort of deal with the same thing that I do, which is, you call it spiritual bypass, which I loved. I love that terminology. Exactly what I do. You sort of don't work on the logical reasoning of certain behaviors. You go towards the energy and remove the energy or manipulate the energy or change it. So the behavior changes automatically without you, you know, without person really consciously thinking about it. So tell us about that. So how did you change your mindset and how did you move? Because this is quite a journey and it's quite a, and I know you're very successful now. So for those who don't know that you are very, very successful. So how did you go from being literally rock bottom to where you are right now? In all areas. Um, specifically around, yeah, it could be any particular thing, but I think you've, you've changed your shift to your mindset around money, around yourself, around your body image. So you've pretty much conquered all, all spheres. So 
just generally, how did you go about changing your mindset? Yeah. So I think that I mentioned that I had a big sexual trauma at the end of, of one abusive relationship. And it was such a big trauma trauma that I just, I couldn't really do much, but just be and just sit and look at myself and be with myself. And so it was this rock bottom place where there was nowhere to go and there was nowhere fast to be. And so I needed to just sit in it. And I think that that gave me the space to really hold myself and to give myself the permission to feel everything that I had never felt in my life, like all of the hurt, all of the betrayal, all of the abandonment, the rejection. And it just cracked me open to the point where I didn't, you know, there's, there's always choice, but when I, when I see truth and I, and I find it, I, I can't not, I can't turn the other way. And so it cracked me open to really look into my childhood. And so I think what really, you know, started to shift my mindset was acceptance, I think is the first thing, just tuning into myself right now was acceptance and accepting that, Hey, this is where you're at. And this is what's happening for you right now. And it is happening for you, even though it's awful and it sucks. And there's all of these other things that are coming with it. But being in a place of acceptance gave me permission to be exactly where I was and finally not wishing myself to be somewhere else, not wishing to have the six figure business or wishing to have the true love or the soulmate um, or anything like that. And just really working with what was directly happening in the moment. And that gave me the space to shift the energy I feel in myself because with that acceptance, there was no longer that, that inner critic that was really, really, really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a journey. It's, it's been a journey. And, and like we talked about in my podcast, you talked about driving versus walking and how it's so much faster to drive, right? To where you want to be if you work with a mentor or something like that. And I'm a fast mover. So this was only, this was only two years ago, actually. We're coming up on my two-year um, anniversary of this big, big life shift. Um, and I say that because so much can shift. So, so much can shift in a small yeah. amount of time. Um, but it has been my willingness to, to look at my hurts, to feel them, and to stretch myself into discomfort if that meant working with mentors that were financially um, more of an investment that I had never ever made, but knowing and trusting in myself that I could make the shifts. And so um, I think that it started with a lot of counseling and a lot of therapy and a lot of talk therapy Mm -hmm. and then realizing oh, fuck, there's so much more here. Yeah. And then getting into the body. And once you get into the body, it shifts rather easily. It's not easy because you're feeling all of the things that you've rejected and not felt for years and years and decades probably. But what I found is that the power is in community. And I come back to this so much, but the, the healing power is in community. And I think that in the spiritual space, I feel there's like a little danger with you, it's all comes back to self. It's self and, and self and, and you have everything you need inside of you and self-healing. And, and all of that is true. Yes. And community is really important. And I would not be where I am today without community and without the mentors that I've worked with that have held me in this place of unconditional love and really giving me permission to heal my, my wounded inner child and to shift that victimhood story. Um, so I think all of those components have been really important for me. That's brilliant. Brilliant. And I, I'm, I love the fact that you said mention community because, community because 
I think it's really important for us to have a community that we're a part of who su that supports our journey. One of my biggest assets that I think for my mastermind is the kind of people I attract. Not only am I very proud of the kind of people they are and who they are and what they're transformed to be in terms of financial lives and so forth, but it allows me to create this community, exactly what you just said, to be able to help and able to support my clients. And I'm sure that's what you do with yours when you can help them and transform them in their lives, but have this community, which is accountable because not everybody is able to have that community outside of you because it's not, you know, your friends and family may not be able to support you on your journey, but your mentors and your other friends or the community that a mentor can create can do that for you. Wouldn't you agree? Mm -hmm. 100%. Yeah. And I was just writing something the other day about unconditional love. And I think we're, we're starving for love. Like our society, our world is starving for real true love. And I think most of us haven't been in spaces or containers that have actually felt that. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of us have experienced unhealthy love or abuse or manipulation or gaslighting or whatever it is. And, and it's all over it. It's not about this victimhood energy, but I think that when you're in these spaces that give you that unconditional love, it's so deeply healing. It's so healing on, on such an energetic level and it has the power to shift that. Um, and so I just encourage all of you listening to, to give yourself that, but to also give yourself the, the opportunity to heal within community because the power is in being witnessed as well. I always say there's, there's so many different ways that we can heal, but there's, there's ways we heal with ourselves. There's a way we heal in relationship with community, with practitioners and mentors and they all bring different material forward that we get to work with. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So tell us, what did you what do you find? Did you find was the biggest obstacle? Like you've done all this amazing work, but what was the main obstacle that throughout your journey from you know from the various works you've done that kept you you know kept pulling you back? So for example, you mentioned earlier that you you overcame your you know your eating disabilities and whatever have you, and then it, you went into bikini modeling and it all came back. What was your biggest obstacle that you you struggled with again and again? Perfectionism and self criticism, yeah. for sure. That was very much wired into me as a young child and was tied into abuse. Was this image of perfection and physically or emotionally or verbally abused when I didn't show up in that perfection. And I don't just mean attitude. I mean, physically down to nail polish and jewelry and earrings and clothing. And so there was this perfection and this image of you need to withhold it. And so I think for so long, there was this chase of you need to be perfect. And if you don't, you're falling short. And so the inner critic was so, so, so loud, no matter what I did and nothing was ever enough. And that's a lot of what I think a lot of people struggle with in, in our society is this need to have it all. And so often we, we can have the perfection and, but on the inside we're, we're dying, right? I mean, even when I was competing and doing yoga, there was a level of fulfillment maybe or like a little level of happiness but it was so external because on the inside I was doing all of these things to withhold that image that weren't happy and and, and were completely self-sacrificing and self-abusive so I think that we know that that our external is a mirror to our internal and so no wonder why I was finding struggle with abuse everywhere with partners. I was struggling with substance abuse. I was struggling with all these different things, food, because that was how I, I was treating myself. I didn't, I didn't really know any other way. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that was my biggest block was, was really, again, like this, this whole decade of a journey was just peeling back the layers 
and finding a little bit more space to put love in a little bit more space to put love in on this area and this area and this area until actually kind of like being in, in community and, um, seeing myself fully for who I really was and all of my entirety and just being able to relax. And so I know on my podcast, we talked a little bit about, um, abuse survivors and trauma and sexual trauma and how often we can not have savings because of that lack of safety and comfort. And I think that why I'm so passionate about somatics, especially in the area of trauma and abuse is because you're regulating the nervous system. You're, you're literally being held and you're being held in your most vulnerable states in your most vulnerable areas where we hold so much charge and trauma from these experiences. Um, so I think that it is about regulating the nervous system and really bringing your body to a place of this is what relaxed feels like. This is what it feels like to be held. This is what it feels like to be seen, to be here in your body and not somewhere else. Perfect. I mean, I, I love that. I absolutely love that because my next question was going to be how to overcome it, but you explained it so beautifully. Thank you so much for that. So what would you be, would be the one tip that you would give to our listeners? I mean, most of the listen, listening here are listening because they, they want to, they, they want to move forward. They want to change their mindset. They've got something they want to attain in their life. So what advice would you give to somebody who's listening at the moment and, thinks, and is thinking, well, it's okay for you. You've worked through it. What about me? Where do I get started? What if they're not seeing the results at the moment? What would you say to someone? What's the one tip? Get out of your head and into your body, simply put. And it's a lot easier said than done because I think often we don't want to be in our bodies. Yeah. We don't want to be here. Yeah. There's, there's fear, especially with what our world is moving through right now. And so working with that, getting into the body with love and grace and compassion and staying curious and open to what your body reveals. The body always knows the body is always holding things. And, um, this journey is in waves. And so by no means am I there, there is never there. And I just got back from California from doing a few more somatic sessions after a three year journey with this work. And I find myself going back once a year for cleanup and, and it's beautiful because guess what? The body holds and we don't learn how to process physically. And what I mean by that is in the animal kingdom, when we experience a trauma or something like that, we express our emotion, energy, um, emotion is just energy and motion. And so if we're, if we're out in the animal kingdom and we're in trouble, like we fight back and, and we, we move the energy. And when a dog gets hurt, they shake it out. They physically shake the energy out of our body, out of their bodies. And we don't do that, right? We do that as a kid. Um, we get, we get to throw a temper tantrum, but as adults, we keep it all in and we don't show emotion and it's bad if you show anger and you're a bad person. And if you're sad, you're weak. And if you're a woman, you need to hold it all together. And so there is all of this societal programming when it comes to feeling your emotions. Um, but that would be my, my biggest offering is to go into the body and to stay curious and open as to what's in there because those are the things that are subconsciously holding you back. Like the body is the seat of the subconscious mind. So we can do all of the mindset work we want and it's valuable and it's a really important step. But until you get into the body, I find that you're only going to get so far. And I found this a lot with money because after that sexual trauma, I was in um, a different stage of my business. And when I went through the somatic healing, I was able to triple my income, but it wasn't from doing direct money work. It was from really clearing my bodies from, from the, the traumas that I had struggled with over my life and really fully coming into my worthiness and the knowing of who I was. So again, for those listening, 
um, really getting into the body. So what does it mean when you get into the body? What would that look like for you? Um, I would start with slowness and stillness. Um, maybe meditating and sitting still doesn't feel good for you. Um, I would encourage walking meditations and walking movements. I think as women, we love dynamic movement for men, breath work and, and stillness might feel really good. Um, but I think that whatever it is that you choose to make a self-reflective practice where you are just really being with yourself and your body, do it with grace, do it with curiosity and, and question what's there. Like what is coming up? Is it anxiety? Is it fear? Is it all of these things? Because underneath all of those emotions are probably stories, but also a need. Like there's a need that needs to be addressed underneath that fear, or there's a need underneath the anxiety. So for example, let's say to give a really simple example, let's say there's resistance in you doing chores around the house and like cleaning the house. Um, and so it's bringing you this like avoidant energy or whatever energy. And so if you, if you look at the need underneath that, the need might be, I just, I'm tired. And I don't want to, and I just want to take care of myself and I want to take a bath or I want to just lay in the sun for a little bit. And so there's a need there. And, and those needs are always coming from a place of purity. Like they're always coming from a place of, as you said, it's not self-sabotage, it's self-preservation, right? So there's, there's a need that needs to be addressed there. And if we can address that and integrate that aspect of who we are, it creates more space to, to, to feel that wholeness. So tell us, Juliana, where can we find you? What, you know, where, if they want to learn more about you or hear more from you, where can we find you on the net? So I'm most active on Instagram at Julianne Vaccaro. Um, my website is julianvaccaro.com. And then I also have a podcast called The Reclamation Project on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and I'm the founder of the Goddess Approach Methodology. So that's my, uh, my methodology. There's a couple of programs under there and it will be shifting into a coaching certification really soon. So I'm excited for that. For you, Mother. So, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you here and discuss this different aspect um, around mindset, especially around sexual trauma, which, is, which so many people can relate to, both men and women. And I know because it, even though I, I work with money, I know what kind of impact sexual trauma can have on your money, on, on your ability to make, keep, and have money. So, I know how important your work is. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your time with us. Thank you. And for those listening, thank you so much for listening. This is Go Khan. Remember, if you are interested in Julianne, we'll, all the, all, everything will be available on the show notes. You can have it. We'll have the links out there for everyone. And if you are interested, uh, if you actually like, if you like today's episode, or if you like Money Minds with Go Khan, please remember we still are running the promo, promo. You can actually get a free meditation from me, which is um, which is my famous Millionaire in Mirror meditation for free. As um, if you actually leave a rating for us and leave a five star rating and a written review for us, and then take a screenshot of that and send it to moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. That's moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. And to show our gratitude, we'll get this emailed across to you, the, the meditation Millie in the mirror. And with that, until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our free five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our free five-day challenge. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Gokhan. Bye for now.